Hey all, we might as well wrap up the final years of the golden age of piracy with the supposed pirate queens of the Caribbean, Anne Bonnie, Mary Reed, and their captain, Calico Jack Rackham. There is a big fat caveat or asterisk at the end of this story, but in the meantime, let's go. Let's start with Anne Bonnie in about 1718. She had been married for a few years to James Bonney, a man she had married against her father's wishes. Anne's father, William Cormac, had wanted a better match for his daughter than a sailor. After all, he didn't want her to go through what he and her mother had. Anne had been born out of wedlock. Her mother had been a maid employed to her father, a solicitor. When the affair became public, Anne's father started to lose clients, so he left Ireland and took his mistress and daughter to Charleston, South Carolina, to start fresh. Anne wanted much more than this provincial life, though. She wanted adventure and spent a lot of time at the wharves. That's likely how she met and fell in love with her sailor, James Bonney. The two married and moved to New Providence, Nassau, in the Bahamas. Okay, so I said we'd start in 1718, but then I ended up giving you all the backstory before that. Oh well. No, New Providence seemed to be the new Port Royal when it came to being a nest for pirates, including the likes of Calico Jack Rackham. So switching gears and a little backstory on him. Jack Rackham was quite a young upstart of a pirate. In 1717, he sailed under the command of Captain Vane on a British warship. Jack was popular with the rest of the crew and elected as quartermaster pretty quickly. The quartermaster is in charge of rations and supplies on the ship, so a very important position. It wouldn't be long before Jack replaced Vane as captain completely. They came across a French warship at one point and the whole crew, especially Jack, was ready to have a throwdown. Despite that, Vane made the unpopular decision to retreat from battle. The men obeyed his orders, pirate code and all, the captain has last say on fighting, but after they got to safety, they mutinied. Captain Vane was deposed and booted onto a separate ship with some supplies and a few loyal mates. Jack, I'm sorry, Captain Jack, started his pirate career in earnest. He had a pretty modest success rate as a pirate. Once he captured a merchant ship called the Kingston. The cargo on the Kingston would have made them serious bank, but they captured it too close to Port Royal. Bounty hunters hired by the merchant ship owners tracked them down within a month or two off the coast of off the south coast of Cuba. Rackham watched from the shadows as their prize was reclaimed by the bounty hunters. Well, that was a bust. Still, he did have success with taking two other ships off the coast of Bermuda. Rackham went to Nassau to take advantage of the amnesty being offered to pirates by the new governor. Rackham went to Nassau to take advantage of the amnesty being offered to pirates by the new governor. Governor Rogers had been tasked with clearing out pirates either by pardons or by prosecution. As always, Britain and Spain were fighting, so pirates who accepted the pardons became privateers for the British Navy. It was while Jack was chilling out in New Providence that he met Anne, who spent a lot of her time in saloons living life and having lovers on the side. And man, Calico Jack caught her eye like a peacock showing off for the hens with his flair for dressing in brightly Indian calico cloth that made up his striped pants and busy waistcoats. Hence the nickname. 
And Jack seems to have been enthralled with this spitfire of a woman and their shared hunger for adventure. James Bonney was not a fan of his wife having an affair. Jack offered to buy Anne from John for a large sum of money. That was actually a common force form of divorce at the time where a settlement could be paid to the husband. James Bonney was not having it. He threatened to have Jack expelled. Governor Rogers got involved, remember John Bonney is working as his informant, and sentenced Anne to be whipped for her adultery. Before that happened, she and Jack made a quick escape in the night to safety and stole a ship while they were at it, breaking the pardon and the law. Okay, so now let's go to Mary Reed's backstory, our final piece of the trio. Mary and Anne had quite a lot in common. Mary was also an illegitimate child. Her older half-brother had been born shortly after his father's death. The boy's grandmother offered to pay child support until he was grown, but the child died as well. Mary's mother dressed her as a boy to resemble her brother and to keep the payments coming from her husband's family. Even though the grandmother caught on pretty quickly to this trick and stopped the money, Mary continued to dress as a boy and was occasionally rented out as a servant, as you do with children. Mary did pretty well for herself as a boy. She worked on a British warship at age 13 before joining the infantry and cavalry in a multinational army employed by the Spanish crown. She fell in love with her bunkmate and told him her secret. Initially, he flattered her with the proposition of becoming his mistress. And Mary said, how dare you, sir? I'm a lady. She then made her secret gender public to the rest of the regiment, quit and married the bunkmate. They opened an inn together and seemed pretty happy with each other. Her husband did die shortly though, and Mary went back to cross-dressing. She sailed to the West Indies on a Dutch ship and was captured by pirates, namely Jack Rackham's pirates. Mary was clearly British, so the pirates encouraged her to join their crew, and no one suspected her of being a woman. Just like Anne, she swore and shot as well as any sailor, and they were the first to volunteer for the dangerous parts of any raid or attack. Anne also seemed to have initially disguised herself as a man among Rackham's crew. When she and Mary gained enough clout and respect, they felt comfortable enough to wear their dresses on board during the downtime without any concerns from the other men. This is a big deal because pirates were strict about not letting women on board as a general rule. Blackbeard even had a policy to have women prisoners strangled and toss their bodies overboard. And we'll deal with you later, Blackbeard. It's not clear when or how Annie found out Mary's gender, but before it became public, it is said that Jack Rackham for a time was jealous of how close they were getting until he also found out she was a woman. In September 24th, all three were mentioned in the Boston Gazette. The report said several pirates are on the coast of the Bahamas, among, among which is one Rackham, spelled with a U for some reason because English, who ran away with a sloop of six guns and took with him 12 men and two women. The pirates swear destruction to all those who belong to this island. The report was signed by Aunt Bonnie's good friend, Governor Rogers. Within just a month of that, Rogers also announced that Rackham's crew had robbed another boat near the Bahamas and a third on its way from South Carolina. He identified eight people, including Rackham, Bonnie, and a second woman, Mary Reed. 
Rogers proclaimed all were enemies of the crown of Great Britain. The governor had enough of Drachmanis gang. Those last thefts in the summer and fall of 1720 would be their last small success. In a few months, a privateer, Captain Jonathan Barnett, no relation, came across their ship, which was anchored at Dry Harbor Bay, Jamaica. Most of the crew was drunk and tired. When Captain Barnett identified who he was dealing with, the showdown began. The more powerful warship disabled Jack Rackham's guns, and most of the men hid below deck, with Reed, Bonnie, and only one other pirate trying to fend off their attackers. It said that Reed shouted down to her crewmates, if there be a man among you, come up and fight. And when no one took her up on that, she shot into the cabin in disgust and killed one of them. Despite all the women's best efforts, they were overpowered and forced to surrender. The whole crew was sent to Spanish town to await trial. The National Library of Jamaica still has a poster announcing their trial dates. The court sentenced Jack Rackham and most of his crew to hanging. For his final request, he was allowed to see Anne one last time on the morning of his execution. She didn't give him much comfort though, saying, I'm saddened to see you in this state, but if you had fought like a man, you need not have hanged like a dog. Ouch. Jack Rackham was hanged in chains at Gallows Point to serve as an example. He was just 37 years old. Anne and Mary's trials came 10 days later. Witnesses testified to their fierceness in battle and ruthlessness towards prisoners. They were also sentenced to death but were given a stay of execution when they both claimed to be pregnant and those claims were verified. Mary Reed died in prison, but what happened to Anne is inconclusive. There is speculation that her father managed to save her, but there's no conclusive proof. There isn't even conclusive proof that her father's name was actually William Cormack. Now, I hope you enjoyed this story as much as I did, because there's actually a huge problem with it. The issue with the early lives and careers of Anne, Mary, and Jack is that much of it came from a book called A General History of the Robberies and Murders of the Most Notorious Pirates. Oh, I love those long book titles. Written in 1724. The book does include some verifiable facts, but it also has a ton of exaggerations, embellishments, mythology, even politics mixed in that influenced the views of pirates for hundreds of years. We don't know for sure if she was born in Ireland, then carried to Charleston by parents who had been shunned from the community for their illicit affair. We don't know that Anne defied her father to marry John Bonney, then defied John Bonney and the governor turned off with Jack Rackham. The cross-dressing and single-handedly fighting against her captors, nope, not verified either. Same issue with Mary's early life, and Jack Rackham might not have even been known as Calico Jack. Even the identity of the author of that book is up for debate. For a long time, it was cited to be written by Daniel Defoe, the guy who wrote Robinson Crusoe, under a pen name, but that is also highly doubtful. There were just a lot of additions to the tale to gusset up, and a lot of historians reference this book and then other historians reference them. So it's only fairly recently that it looks like the experts are trying to correct this, these misconceptions and rectify the mistake of playing historical telephone. Now, I'm just a hobby historian. I'm not really a historian at all. So I'm no expert myself, but I'm just telling you what I read. 
We do know some things for sure from other sources independent of that best-selling book, which was written just as much for entertainment as for historical use. We do know that Mary and Anne existed and ran around with Jack Rackham's crew. For example, that Boston Gazette article that listed the crimes of Jack Rackham's crew had mentioned Mary and Anne Bonney, although interestingly, it said Anne Fulford, alias Bonney. So was Bonnie or Fulford her real name or neither? Which one did she use as an alias? Which one was the nickname? We do know some of the ships and people they robbed, of course, because money talks. Mary very likely died in prison. That is not contested. Her death was recorded on April 17th, 1721, close to her due date to give birth in the Church of England registry. She could have died from complications of childbirth. I mean, that was very common back then. There's also a burial record for an Anne Bonny on the 29th of December, 1733. But if this is Anne Bonny, the pirate queen, we don't know. We do know there is no record of her being executed, but that's it. There is another lasting legacy from Jack Rackham's crew. And that legacy is his pirate flag, which had a skull and cross swords design. It would become a famous, if not the most famous, Jolly Roger design, only perhaps beat by the skulls and crossbones alternative. Well, March is wrapping up and I am ready for summer. Almost there, almost there. Just need to get vaccinated. In any case, this episode was a little shorter than normal, I think. That should balance out last week's episode being longer than normal. I usually aim for about 15 minutes. Or I usually aim for about 10 to 15 minutes. I was a little disappointed when I did all this reading that a lot of the stories built up and handed down on Anne Bonnie, Calico Jack and Mary Reed was actually an entertaining story that got passed for fact for a long time. But the story was so fun and since those characters Oh, see, I call them characters. Those people did exist. We're just unsure of some details. I had to include it. I had to cover it. As always, please leave a rating, review, or subscribe to this podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next week.